This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Hate me because I'm going to Gran Canaria tomorrow. Oh, I am James. <laughs> and yes. my name's Keenan. Hell hat no fury like a woman's scone. Welcome to Sissy That Pod. Drag Race UK is here. I know. Series three. I, I mean, 18th, 19th, 20th season we've covered this year. But most excitingly, the first one back in the studio. I know. It's nice to see you. This way, reach out. Reach out and touch each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and we're kicking it off in style. We have a fantastic guest, a reality TV pro. Finalist in every reality show you've been on? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Brian Dale <laughs> joined us for this week's episode, so let's get into it. Brian Dale, thanks so much for joining us for the first episode of UK Season 3. Have you been a Drag Race fan for a long time? No, I hate drag. Yes, of course. <laughs> I remember when Seasons 1 and 2 came out on E4 back in the day and I was obsessed and then I went for a meeting with the guys Paul at E4 and they said no you know we're not doing any more seasons you know we don't think it's going to do that well (laughs) (laughs) and I was like well that's a big mistake yes and then I watched I've watched it all of them all stars then they done a a celebrity version America yeah that was amazing and now it's here that we can watch I'm like yes I'd like to see someone Irish on it yeah, yeah we're we're all waiting for that day. Like, well, blue's think... Irish. Yeah. Actually, blue yeah. is Irish. Yeah. Yes. But I'd like one per season. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> yeah. I think we should. Yeah. We I, should I, insist on it. We yeah. should I feel like as if we're owed like we, we should be able to get some of the, the, the Southern Irish queens on there. There's, I think I Victoria's mean... Secrets would be Amazing. Mm-hmm. amazing amazing Davina yeah. amazing mm-hmm. yeah I think Davina would cause carnage yes. <laughs> Davina would even someone iconic like Panty Bliss yeah. you know who was like practically the queen of Ireland yes. can you imagine how amazing that would be she'd walk no. down the runway just walk off the runway and just sit up at the just yeah, yeah, right. like, I'm not doing this <laughs> but um, I just think drag now is so mainstream that yeah. everyone is so aware of it and the girls that you know lead the show and do really well I don't think you need to win you know as we said before to be successful but they've got amazing careers and campaigns and models and the covers of magazines it's insane yeah Yeah. it is it's like it's a proper next level of celebrity now for these for these things and they've still got that niche coolness to them as well that like is really important for sustaining it because you've got queens like Bimini coming out of uh, UK and Tate and they're like walking in London Fashion Week and appearing in Vogue and it's like this is this is unreal. They're like the actual new rock stars. I know. They're like real celebrities. I think that's the power though of reality TV. Yeah. And I think, you know, all the O shows aren't on anymore like, you know, X Factor and Big Brother. And now it's all about drag race. Yeah. And there's a space for these girls to fill. Yeah. And the at the National Television Awards and, you know, saying yeah. covers of magazines and mm. it's insane releasing music. Yeah. yeah. Tea yeah. Co- I got a chance to meet Tia Coffee. Oh, wow. Not that I was in London for work. So, so lovely. I imagine. And that was, I got to see her perform in Two Brewers in Clapham. I was like, hello, hi, my name's Brian. <laughs> and then we followed each other on Instagram. <laughs> so it's, it's official. <laughs> you know, you can get a bit starstruck yeah. when you meet all these people. She did a cover recently of that song that was it Chantel had to do yes, on Big from Brother. Celebrity Big from Brother. Celebrity Chantel Brother, yeah. that won the Celebrity Big yes. Brother. Yes, she did I won it right now. <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> it was, it is so good. I've actually got, I've actually had it on repeat since, since it came out. I can't, 
<laughs> How does this cast uh, weigh up for you compared to all the other shows? Are you excited for them? Are there a few duds? I think? always think it's very, very difficult when you watch the first episode because mm-hmm. as we're talking, I'm going, fuck, I can't remember any of their names, <laughs> right? So it's so hard. I think mm-hmm. what we all do is, it's like any reality show you watch, you judge them on first impressions. Yeah, and there's a few that I quite like from the minute they kind of walked into the workroom mm-hmm. and I've kind of been consistent with the ones that I've liked. Yeah. But I think it's so hard on them trying to make a first good impression on us. I think that's difficult for them. Yeah, I do. And actually, one thing with this this uh, series, usually in the last two series, they've done like a photo challenge where they've got a bit of a chance to kind of like authentically put across their own personality Whereas I feel like as if that whole charades thing, like what even was that? Like yeah, I didn't learn anything about these new I queens. think Veronica Green is still trying to do it. Yeah. <laughs> because I even said to you watching it, is Veronica still trying to do the first yeah. one? Yeah. yeah, that was difficult. I still, I couldn't have done that. But I think there's so much pressure on them. Yeah. And when you go into the first task or it's the first thing or it's the first elimination or nomination or eviction, you don't want to go first. No. You no. don't want to be that one person that goes first. No, you, you don't. don't. No, 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 you absolutely, you absolutely don't want to be the first person walking out of it, and the first person to do anything, and particularly in a in a in a space like this with so much pressure. They've seen the success of season two. Yeah, it's only like it'll only have been like season two will basically just have finished airing when yeah. they went in to start filming right. this. So they'll all have been like fully aware of what a huge behemoth it was. Like mm-hmm. that stress to go in there on the first day and then it's like okay guys we're going to play your nan's Christmas game uh, there must yeah. be a board game in the works that's the only reason I thought it's coming up to Christmas Rue wants to get dirty trades under everyone's tree that's my theory I couldn't play that game I would be fucking hopeless Yeah, I am tough. so bad and you spoke about making a first impression there with the audience what is it like entering a room with your competitors and trying to make a good impression there if you don't know them well, yeah, what you're trying to do is you almost want to still be yourself, yeah. but be a different version of yourself. Because mm-hmm. I think you can't really give yourself 100%. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, and it goes horribly wrong, well, then you've got nothing else to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. You, can, I, you always give 90% of yourself to these situations because it's not a real situation. Sure. Yeah. So you've got to be a real version of yourself in an unreal situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you do look, because they are your competitors no matter what kind of show you're taking part mm-hmm. in. One person among them is going to be the winner. Yeah. Yeah. And you just hope to God that it's you. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Check that. Some people go, oh, you won it once. Twice, bitch. Get it right. No one else can say that. Only I can. Okay? Thank you. So these people are your competitors, but also you want them to like you. And you don't want to come off too competitive. Yeah. But also let them know that, you know, you're you're there and you're in the mix for it. You don't want yeah. to come off too cocky or arrogant either. Because mm. no one likes that, especially on television. Because then you're trying to be like <laughs> smiling at the cameras. Because <laughs> also you can forget that the cameras are there. Sure. Yeah. But I think when you forget the cameras are there, I think that's when you enjoy it more. I think if you're still mm-hmm. aware of the cameras after a while you're probably doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I do think that it's particularly in this with people walking in and like the people are going to be making such an assessment of your your level of skill based on the outfit that you're wearing, the confidence you carry yourself with, whether you deliver like a, a funny line, whether you're able to pose. Like there's all these different sort of, sort of checks that in. The more people that are in the room ahead of you, 
they're like more difficult to get because you've got this audience watching you do something that you don't really want an audience for. Whereas if you're walking in earlier, it's going to be like there's a, you're performing to an empty room. I, 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 I think that this would probably be the bit of it I would find the most it, like it, the, the most terrifying would be that walking in mm. at the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, the first day. Because, yeah, it would just be very intimidating. I almost think, are you better off being the first person that comes in? Are you better off being first in the middle yeah, or at the end? Yeah, then you get to meet them all one by one, right? You get a yeah. chance with each So of Veronica them. was in first this time, yeah. right? Was, yeah. Okay, I always feel there's a lot of pressure on someone like Veronica because was obviously known from the last season, left yeah. because of COVID. And then to come back again, people are expecting. There's more pressure on Veronica mm. than I think there has been on anyone in any other season of the show. Yes. Because yeah. she's established. People know who she is. And they're like, well, she was so great the last time. She's got to be even better now. Yeah. yeah. So she yeah. probably has more to lose than the rest she of them. She set herself a bar. And if she doesn't exceed that, people are going to be disappointed. Yeah, completely. And actually, I mean, because previously when they brought Queens back, it's always been Queens who went out very early in the season. Shangela, for example. Yeah. Everyone yeah. remembers Shangela. Exactly. Or like Miss Fangie, who kind of like, they, they, they kind of came back in having shown that there was something there but didn't get a chance to show it. Whereas Veronica walked back into that workroom having a challenge win under her belt and an enormous amount of kind of expectation she's going to really do well. And I, I think like throughout the whole episode with her, I read her as very nervous. Yeah. Seemed to me like almost sitting back and kind of watching what was going on, which could be kind of clever because then she can see what people are really like mm-hmm. and then go on the the attack if she needs to. Yeah. But also I think maybe realising the pressure of going in first and then seeing everyone coming in and going, shit, they may be competition. They may be competition. They may be competition. But you see, I think some of the girls actually curtsy to her. Yeah. Because yeah. they're thinking, well, she's the one to beat. Mm. Yeah. You know, in a sense, she's a celebrity now when they're not. Sure. She's been on television before. You know, she's kind of she's, done it already. Yeah, she's won a challenge already. Exactly. Yeah. So basically, she's the one to beat. She's yeah. got. Is she going to be able to wear her Rupeter badge from last year? <laughs> yeah. onto this? We, I mean, we joked with this, but can I point out? I would want more than a badge. Yes. Yeah. Like I want ten thousand dollars. <laughs> like in a, here in the UK, I'm like, that's all they get. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is criminal. Absolutely. Who who impressed you walking into the workroom? Hello, Kitty. Kitty's yeah. got claws, yeah. Yes, reminded me of a sexy air hostess. Mm-hmm. I wrote that as well. It's the, it's the pillbox hat, right? <laughs> yeah, I quite like that. Um, Chorizo May, am I getting that correct? Chorizo May, yeah. Yeah, very, Perfect. very funny. Victoria Scone. Yeah, brilliant. You know, super camp, but also breaking boundaries. It's the first time it's ever, ever happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trailblazer, I'm like, yes. And a fantastic opening line, hell hath no fury like a woman's gone. Yes, yeah. nice. So <laughs> and also Crystal Versace. I really yeah, yeah. liked I wrote down the red cat suit and I said her waist and also a line that she said and you know she obviously won as well the first one Are we just, can we say that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, there yeah. we go sorry if anyone's not watched it yet <laughs> I'm not just a look I'm not just a look I'm a performer and yeah. I thought that was a line mm. and then you see how well she's done and I thought actually yeah don't judge her on Absolutely. just being sexy people judge me on being sexy all the time <laughs> It's terrible. And, it's terrible. and I'm like, I'm guys, I'm more than that. Stop. No. <laughs> yeah, Theresa May said her favourite thing about uh, Newcastle was her boyfriend's dick. Have you been to Newcastle? <laughs> <laughs> I have been to Newcastle. And I think I got drunk and fell off a stage in Newcastle. Oh. Yeah. And actually, 
what a guy I dated was from Newcastle. <laughs> so the dick, the dick's okay. <laughs> okay. But he's I'm an ex-boyfriend, so it wasn't that good. <laughs> okay. I prefer the Armenian version. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't you weren't relocating to Newcastle. I wasn't for that relocating dick. to the dick. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, who impressed you, James? Uh, I'm sort of the same ones, actually. Mm. I, I Copycat. Really... <laughs> Do your own homework, James. <laughs> I really, I like Theresa May's um, entrance line. I think I laughed at it out loud, and it's one of the funniest ones. That don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Hate me because I'm an immigrant I'm like, <laughs> very of the now very of the now um, and Vanity um, Vanity Milan Vanity Milan I had got it from the, the promo I hadn't been that excited for them I, I just thought they felt a bit down or a bit sort of like flat or, or, or something whereas I really love that look and thought they give a great energy mm. in their in their entry and I'm actually quite excited now to see what else what else they do I'd only do um, drag for a year yeah which is mad their husband yeah. makes their looks better, yeah so. um, and then I, I mean I, I thought like, Anubis walked in looking quite confident, but I didn't like the look. And okay. I was I was I was expecting more from Anubis over this over the course of this because I really liked that camp cabaret yes. sort of uh, and tends to do quite, quite well on the show. Yes, yeah. it does. Well, obviously this Brighton this curse of Brighton that we'll get yes. into. Yeah. But yeah. Um, she had one of those like odd, outrageous, overweight, and Terry Case had demonic, demure, and delusional. I'm a sucker for those three words. Yeah. <laughs> demonic. <laughs> yeah. Delusional. Yeah. <laughs> thought it was great. I thought uh, Ella Day looked great in her kind of Jetson. Was that that felt like an absolute reference to something that I couldn't put my finger on? But I had fun, glam, and then I had boobs. Yeah, the, the boobs. Were, yeah, that's true. See, I like my drag glamorous. Yeah. Mm. You know, I like the hair, the breastplate. I love all of that. Mm. I like my drag glam. So if I see someone that's slightly alternative, I'm a bit like. Mm, give me glam yeah you know so I'm maybe I'm a bit too narrow minded I, I, I don't know I quite like I I find the charity case for me goes a bit too like that's a bit that's kind of very dragula and I don't think it really fits in in um, in drag race I like some I like when a queen goes like out of the box but like I do like it to still have that element of glam in it yeah. so I think when it when it loses that entirely or when it's like really basic you kind of you don't I don't know it doesn't take you to the fantasy what is your view then on it's a Sharon Needles she's but, but still, kind of glam, yeah, and sexy. Still, there still is that like glamness in it. There's like yeah. a be- there's a kind of a, there's a beauty in it, um, and I know that there is as well in lots of the, in lots of the other looks in different ways. But I suppose I'm the same as you. I like that glamour in Drag Race. Yeah, uh, someone who I thought could have tried a bit harder with their entrance look was Electra Fence. Just that black cat suit and then like the the blonde wig. I I thought he could have done a bit more. I didn't think. She would have had the video proof yes. of why her name is that. Yeah. And then we seen it and I went, shit, like literally, literally. shit. <laughs> Great to have that. Yeah. And it even, we even got a don't try this at home, Huns. Like, across yeah. the TV. be careful. <laughs> I would say I, I did also, I'm very much liking Scarlet Harlot's personality, the sort of the drag Joey Essex, like lovable and just seems like they're going to be very fun. I think they'll be the narrator of the season. Honestly, I know Stacey Solomon and Joe Swash have a kid, yes. but it's like, that's Back to the Future, you know, has come back. Let's do a DNA test. <laughs> we'll do it after the break. <laughs> so uh, we have that mess, dirty charades of a mini challenge. Honestly, if there isn't a, uh, if there isn't a board game, I don't know what the point of that was. I know Rue loves dirty charades on the podcast. He talks about it all the time. But like it was an extent. It was a good five, six minutes. And it was like, yeah, I wonder how long that took to record. Oh, good Lord. 
a couple of hours, imagine. surely, right? They're, if they're breaking it down to that, I, I'm no good at stuff like that. I mean, I used to watch Play the Game when I was a child, mm-hmm. with, you know, Twink and all of that. But I wouldn't be very good at swapping the dirty word in. Yeah. You I know. get so confused because like, you're yeah. trying to rhyme it. And you can, I know. Yeah, no, that was a, that was a very confusing. Victoria Scone was very good. Oh, yeah. Gold medal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Veronica he... Green, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the whole, like, the funniest thing of the whole segment was her trying to make it over to the bowl and yes. not making it and then lunging and then falling. And I almost think if you get Rue laughing, yeah. mm-hmm. if you get Rue laughing, there you go. yeah, no, that's it's it. It's a winner, you, baby. Crack the code. Like, you, like you, you need to make Rue laugh at every single opportunity so yeah. that Rue thinks of you as someone who makes him laugh and then that yeah. that is your that's your ticket to I'd the say the other 11 queens are there being like <laughs> <laughs> yeah we love the fact she's making history hate her <laughs> hate her love her hate her <laughs> so this week's main challenge was to present two looks on the runway the first one was queen of my hometown and the second was my favourite things before that we get the de-dragging we get a bit of backstory from River Medway uh, whose mum passed from Covid and Shreetsa May sort of speaking about the isolation during COVID um, it is fun to see them kind of eye each other up though when they're de-dragging yes because mm. I think what you want to do is when they're talking on the camera as themselves as boys you're not quite sure if it's still them because we're getting to kind of know them so I know them more as the drag version of yeah. themselves yeah, of course. and then when they de-drag you almost want to see which one's the better looking one. Yes. <laughs> you know, which one's the trade. Yeah. I think we've established who the trade is. I, I Elev- think it's Day and Scarlett Harlow are the two. Right, yeah. Elevate yeah. Day is the one you went, he's handsome. I was like, he's yeah. handsome. Yeah. <laughs> That's to throw me under the bus, you bitch. I didn't say that. Did I say that? He is very handsome. I'm saying it now. In case those at the oh. back can't hear me. He is hot. Oh, sorry, you're just looking at a picture of your husband. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Please, it's okay. He's hot. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder, like, do they... Do they like look at each other and go like they do they fancy each other or do drag queens not fancy each other? I wonder do they and do they date? Oh, I'd say they have to. Like I'd say you definitely, especially in that kind of an environment. Because you imagine like if you're if you're stuck in you, you've got only these eleven or twelve people that you're going to be hanging out with for the next however many weeks, and you're yeah. obviously going to start developing little crushes on them or start seeing people as being attractive, especially when lots of them are like like they're hot boys. Yes, true. You know, so. that's a dating show I'd watch if they done Love Island just for drag queens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love Island is floundering at the moment. That's the twist they need. Pitch an idea. <laughs> well, apparently when they're sequestered, all the hotel rooms are locked because... Sequestered. I The words he uses and I'm not, I'm going to steal that word. <laughs> <laughs> the hotel rooms are locked to stop sex between the contestants. What's it called? Fraternising. Yeah, fraternising. They lock them in the rooms? Yeah. That's illegal. <laughs> like that's kidnapped surely <laughs> so so they can't do anything no no, no. but why because uh, they don't want any of the plot to develop outside the cameras yeah but what about like when you come back and you want to have a drink and relax no. and you've no phone either yeah so I think just it, have it, a wank I think it's I'm bored I'm bored <laughs> it's all it's all about I think that they they'll have particular plot lines that they'll be setting up or like they'll have like things that they want to happen and they don't want you to potentially have that conversation and like blow that emotional load mm. Before, literally or the, the physical load <laughs> See, I think they wouldn't care less if you blow the physical <laughs> what, load See, like... what you do is you know and I should know from being on reality TV is that they're looking for they're producing it they're looking for storylines yeah. exactly. whereas I watch it as a fan yeah mm. You know, so when you guys watch it, do you watch it going, oh, this is what's really happening or this, or do you, are you thinking about well, it? Well, I think we've watched so much of it right. and you kind of hear yeah. stuff behind the scenes of how things work. Like, right. I find myself more and more kind of like thinking about things like the production and the edit and stuff like that. And it's, it's more in the kind of like you, when you see the production being sort of messy and getting in the way of just 
Like just let it be what it is I think every season needs a villain though yeah. We all need that sassy bitch We're like oh my god I, I can't I don't like her But yeah. I do like her <laughs> mm. But then if she went The show would be missing it Yeah, yes. I think I think we all need a bit of a villain Oh, you, No you definitely need a villain Or but sassy it's just when, they, when they try and turn someone into a villain Or try and create a storyline okay. yeah. You know because like, I mean, all of the queens are, are, are All drag queens are capable of being villains Of course Because you know they're all extremely Everyone's uh, capable and of it's being character villain. driven <laughs> We all have egos Yeah No I don't <laughs> This is why you won twice Thank yeah. you <laughs> um, But I think I think there is a move of late in reality TV to not push the villain too much for self-care purposes. I think it's the people are fearful now of the power of social media yeah. and the fact that if you are dramatising a situation and heightening someone's character or their reactions that this can affect their mental health but also can affect the rest of their lives mm-hmm. and how they work and how they live their lives after the show. Yeah. And it's about them. It's the whole aftercare. Is a real yeah. issue now. No, yeah, that that absolutely. whole genie of care thing, especially after the last couple of seasons of, of Love Island, of course, where there's been like huge issues. You, I think they're seeing that taking that much more seriously now, which is a really good thing. And um, but you know, we missed the heyday of like back when they could just push people around to do all sorts of terrible <laughs> things. Yeah, because there was probably no. <laughs> But when, when there's no reaction to that, there's no pushback from that because there's yeah. no social media. Mm. So, but there were still tabloids like Jade Goody and everything. Yeah, but I just think it was different if you were reading it in a paper because your yeah. philosophy was, oh, it's tomorrow's chip paper or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you've access to it on your phone when you're in the bathroom or at home in the bed with your partner or you're in the shower and you're checking your phone, yeah. it's mm. almost like you're getting text messages of people telling you how much they hate you. Yeah. Yeah, and when it was in true. the paper, I think it was easier to deal with. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, because I often remember with, with Big Brother, those horrible eviction like where you would have the people that weren't popular and there would be the like the, the booing. booing and I was like how could they let that happen I remember when I used to host the show back in the 70s <laughs> that I was at a stage with me with the booing and it was the stuff they were saying to the female housemates whore slut slag boo you fucker and I actually thought I wonder if I let someone up and <clears throat> just to hit once mm what would happen like I almost think that was the next step I yeah. feel was letting them up gladiator style and going whack because the people in the audience were froting at the mouth yeah. and I'm thinking let's all chill and was somebody like riling the audience up there'd be obviously someone there yes but not riling them to that yeah. effect you know and that's why I think when we you go live and when I was a housemate or when Davina hosted what I hosted it was quite nice for you to see people hearing cheers yeah. if they had a bad week but also someone who was being a bit bitchy to get a boo you kind of wanted them yeah, to get yeah. it yeah. but then when they were chatting get blah blah out you kind of thought oh yeah I love it but then when they got out like yeah, y- you would feel the hatred for those people, and I would still always go, "This is a bit much." Like all they did was eat the bread. Yeah, <laughs> she drank someone else's prosecco. <laughs> she drank someone's soya milk. Oh, would they not be the same people hanging around for a selfie after you know? After probably, yeah. probably. <laughs> you know, but it sometimes I just kind of thought, how far away are we away from the next step? Yeah, which it was just bizarre. But I mean, I suppose that's what makes great television because people buy into it and they believe it. Yeah, mm, completely. completely. And I think if you're the right type of contestant, you will be able to. Come kind of put a separation between yourself and it which is why the casting is so important totally on this week's episode of the workroom james and i review episode seven of drag race holland season two and james is not impressed with the inspiration of one of the queens it's very much just put together because it looks a certain way 
and there's no like depth to it it's absolutely like puddle shallow also we do a quick run through of the queens of drag race canada season two and one of them failed to make a lasting impression on me somebody who i've had to actually just google there while you were talking because i really cannot remember them at all I wrote non-binary, not too comfortable on camera. I, for some reason, I spelled camera with a K. Because <laughs> you're part of the Kardashians now. So that's the workroom in our premium feed over on Headstuff Plus. Head over to headstuffpodcast.com. You can support the show from there and get all the episodes of the workroom, past and future. So we'll see you there. All right, let's get on to the main challenge this week. So we'll go through queen by queen. I'll do a, a little recap for everyone in case they forgot because there was, what, 24 looks to remember this week. So Victoria Scone, Scone was up first. She was representing Cardiff with the daffodil, the big yellow flower on her back, and then her My Favourite Things look, look was afternoon tea. She was my winner this week. I thought she hit them both Fab. out of the park. Yeah, I agree. The daffodil was great. The afternoon tea. I think uh, my parents have some china exactly the same yes. colour yeah. the blue and white mm. and I love the way it could come off the hair also the fact she's making history it's the first time it's happened 10 out of 10, 10 for me yeah. <laughs> snaps snaps thank you what's that thing no no tongue pop thank you is that what it's called yeah, yeah. I thought it was a click it's tongue pop <laughs> the kids call it tongue popping <laughs> I've done it there we go um, she was one of my two she was one of my two two favourites I think um, and I feel sort of sorry for her that they had that twist because I feel like she just would have she would have yeah. won she would have yeah. won spoiler we're spoiling it because <laughs> right. I still think she probably should have won but anyway <laughs> next up was Kitty's Cock Claws she was representing Birmingham with chocolate uh, which I didn't really get to be honest with this look like the bodice was brown and then her my favourite things was ABBA which I did get even though it was definitely like pre-Eurovision ABBA than it was at post-Eurovision ABBA uh, she was, probably would have been in the bottom for me I, I do think that she was probably caught off guard by the fact that ABBA did actually come back yeah. yes. <laughs> like, the timing <laughs> God love her uh, but you were impressed yes but I think on from first impressions okay the likability yeah. the sound bites to camera were very f- funny mm. yeah. oh yeah you know, it was current and I think that's why I kind of went okay maybe I didn't know what the brown thing was until they said it was chocolate yeah you know, the Abbott thing, obviously I've got. But for me, first impressions. Mm. So I'm giving it an okay, purely yeah, based on that. And to be fair, ABBA is specific. Like, I want this, my favourite things to be specific. Like music, cats, sea creatures, too vague. Yes, oh. the Abbott thing works. I just realised that, that that outfit wasn't about cats the musical. It was about cats the <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> Shame on you. Welcome along. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Finally arrived. <laughs> Better cats well, than you know, in the movie. Yeah. It, could, it could have been both. Who knows? Because they are sort of like animalistic cats. So, you know, we'll, we'll let you away with that one. Elevade was up next. She was representing Dagnum, which was this like 70s suffragette feminist movement fighting for equal pay and sexually liberated. And then her favorite thing was the Pride Progress flag, um, which I couldn't really make out. Did you make out the Pride Progress flag? I, I saw got... like I saw the, the shape of the, the triangle of the center bit and then the colors going out. Like, I don't think it was exact, but I, I liked it. Uh, I do sort of just think my favorite thing from Dagnum is obviously Stacey Solomon. So I wish that, that like that had been the illusion. Are we obsessed with Stacey Solomon here? Yeah. <laughs> Stacey, come on, be a guest please was still a- Anubis was up next uh, the Brighton Queen she was representing the Helter Skelter in Brighton and then she was the sea creatures the the squid with the net I've been to Brighton I've seen the Helter Skelter I didn't like Helter Skelter is a, is a roller coaster right yeah 
Some kind of I just like the ice cream hair. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, then when you hear the story about the sea creature and mm. about her father and then you kind of go, this means something to yeah. her. But you know, I think when they were, you know, critiquing, you don't know the backstory sure. and then you kind of feel a bit shit, don't yeah. you? Because mm. it means so much to her. I always do think with a look like, kind of like, you know, it needs to sing on its own without the backstory being present if you're if you're explaining you're losing. Yeah. So, and I, I sort of felt like it was a bit of a pivot to kind of be like, oh, you know, this is the outfit that my, my dead dad would have wanted me to wear on the runway. It's just a bit of a reach for yeah. me. I would say with Anubis, neither of the looks were my were my favorite but definitely for me felt like they should have been safe like didn't feel like they should yeah. be on the bottom uh, there was True. other people throughout the rest of it who i thought were probably more deserving of criticism i thought they brought good energy in the talking head i was enjoying that sort of yellow bucket hat canary yeah. yellow bucket hat and the earrings and michelle like made a joke about the brighton pavilion which you know obviously sent joe black home which i think was a bit on the nose considering how upset people were that he was sent home for yeah. a really really good look so I thought that was a yeah, bit yeah people expected quite a lot from him in the last season didn't yeah. they yeah but they he didn't deserve to go home that first episode he did a great job I thought looks like Glenn Close yeah there mm-hmm. you go what more can you say exactly River Medway was the queen of Medway and she was Thomas Waghorn but that's not actually important the important bit was how she delivered it with the pointing and then yeah she had that music look which was kind of like fame Mm. I just w- was it not it. like was it not a character in Batman that used to wear a green leotard? Was it the Riddler that had music oh, and yes. stuff on it? Question mark. She, yeah, question mark. <laughs> she was kind of giving me Riddler vibes. Do you remember that? No, the old yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 110. And remember hat. Yeah. and the hat. So I'm, that's I kind of thought is she the Riddler? I was getting like full Arena Cara fame kind of. I was expecting like the like warmers and stuff like that. To yeah, be honest. Um, but I think the pointing. Yeah, yeah, saved her. That yeah. that absolutely saved her. Like making Rue laugh in that way. That 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 brought her to the next level. And that that first look was delivered really like hilariously. And I'm liking her in the Talking Heads as well. That music look was was terrible though. So, and when you talk about production, I got the vibe from the production that it was like we're ready to say goodbye to River Medway. So I was a bit surprised that she stayed because. Okay, and then had that, you know, us. emotional conversation about her mom as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and maybe people will see where that goes, mm. you know. Yeah. But it's actually interesting because we never got a, even a, a moment of, of Anubis. Like we didn't well, we got the dead dad. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? But that mm. was kind of a throwaway once they realised. Oh, yeah, not as much yeah. as River Medway, I suppose. Yeah. Not as much airtime. I suppose they knew they had it in the can and untucked, so they didn't want to force another one, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. Christopher Satchew was up next. She was representing Kent with the Garden of England, which, you know, was basically like Wexford, right? In the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's sunny. Yeah. And then she was Cats. Is it the musical? Is it the feline? Who knows? Um, that face, that body, that, face that waist. Oh yeah. my God. I mean, not, I mean, I know people are talking about how much work she had done mm. and she had said how her face was slightly flat and she wanted to. 19 is super young. Yes. You know, but it's probably more for her profession. Yeah. But I mean, the face. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that, those lips were just unbelievable. The face, it, like astonishing makeup skills. Um, Like it is, it, like that is a, a conversation to be had around kind of someone of, of 19 having, choosing to have that amount of, of work done and like the reasons for it and whatever. But like, I mean, it's working for her. So mm. I get off. like a young Paul Ryder. Do you get that offer? Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, now Veronica Green was up next she was representing Rochdale 
the cotton mills and then she was her favourite thing was computer games we were all underwhelmed by this I think we were expecting yeah, more but I just think there's so much pressure on her and that's mm. why I have so much empathy because you're mm-hmm. coming back into it second time and I just think people expect so much. Yeah. So I think no matter what she would have done, maybe mm. people might have went, oh, because they expect so much because yeah. people are expected to come back in and steal the show and yeah. would have been great for her to come back in and win. Yeah. You know, spoiler again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think it's really, really tough. Because I think in season two, she did like a Lancashire Rose or something. Yes. She did some sort of rose. I can't remember who her, her icon was. Was it Boy George possibly? I think it was, yeah. Um, but, so then just seeing that compared to this like black dress with basically cotton wool on it yeah. didn't look good no I mean and also like for her her favourite things to have been computer games when she like is a West End Wendy queen and all yeah. that like, like she could have done something exciting and over the top and sort of yeah theatrical. very true um, both of the looks were very underwhelming um, and then kind of fed into this sense of kind of like sort of nervous panic that I got from her throughout the episode and I really was feeling that she was going to be in the bottom I, I had a I had an app. I thought that I felt that she was going to be that she was going to be lip syncing for her life. That's what I. Mm. I mean, it could have been happen. great. I mean, I didn't think she would have been, but I think it could have been great from a production point of view. Yeah. Even if they just done it. Yeah. Just to shock us viewers. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, but I think maybe they're also very mindful that yeah. she's come back into it, and they're probably being gentle with her. Yes, mm. I think so. I think so. Possibly. Yeah, like she could have worn her entrance look as her my favorite things look and been like wicked. The, the that show. was fab. You know, yeah, fab. Yeah, the my favorite things. Yeah. yeah, I think that could have worked better than that. Next up was Scarlet Harlot. She was representing London's uh, pearly kings and queens, but also a nod to Elizabeth II. And then she was music. I got very Katy Perry last Friday night video. They were saying it was Whitney Houston or Cindy Lauper or whatever as well. <laughs> Cindy Lauper, yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like both of these. Yeah, I, I thought both of them. I really enjoyed both of the looks. I particularly loved the pearly queens look. I thought it was yeah, that was beautiful. My favorite of the two. Yeah. How did you check them? Both? I wrote down pearl necklace. <laughs> so that's where my mind is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's all you really need to say if you're a judge. If Thank you're ever you so much. Judge, <laughs> pearl necklace. <laughs> Electra Fence then was from, uh, represented Burnley. She was representing the Pitbrow girls who were like the first female cohort of coal miners. And then her favourite thing was her birthday and she was kind of playing a Spoiled brat. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, yeah well, I kind of liked it. I like the pig, kind of Emma Bunton. I like baby that spice one more. Hair, yeah, Alice in Wonderland kind of costume esque. Mm. You know, running around on sugar. I have so many nieces and nephews. I have six sisters, so I can really get that spoiled little bitch. You just want to whack and go sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, because I thought the the birthday party one really told a story and mm. like it felt like a full on look and a concept. And then the the minor thing was kind of a bit of a throwaway. Like it was kind of like oh, I've got my little pickaxe. I'm going to do this. It was like a stripper minor, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sexy minor. minor. (laughs) Minor with an E. Yeah, I said sexy minor and I thought, shit, don't say that. There was that moment moment of silence where I think we all realised. But they they joked about it on the show, so we can talk about it. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. (laughs) We're punching up. It's okay. Uh, Vanity Milan was next. She was representing Brixton and Jamaica. Jamaica, yes. The first one was kind of this big ruffle cut with the postcodes of... South London which then revealed into like a Brixton or sorry a Jamaican coloured mesh and then her my favourite things look was Estonia, Estonia and the Swallow 
I didn't didn't like that. Jamaica, fabulous. Yeah, yes, that was great. Gorgeous, but that. Estonia, again, if people have to tell you what it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I, I would. I would exactly. That Jamaica look was gorgeous. I was mm. blown away by it, and I really, really wanted to like the Estonia thing. And when she came out, I was like. Janet Jackson. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> that's a stretch. But um, but I I I was like it was it was fine. I can understand why she would like why like it was definitely a good look. I just I didn't feel like I understood. I didn't feel like I understood it because it came after a list of vague things that I was getting annoyed about, which like sea creatures, music, cats, computer games, music, birthday, and I was like, oh Estonia, that's specific. Yeah, and then I saw it and I was like. No, yeah. <laughs> but you know, but you know, I just find it so weird that isn't it so easy for us I, to sit here? Oh, here I know. Right. Imagine <laughs> if we had to do that. I wouldn't have a fucking clue. Yeah, what would your favorite thing be? I can't say that. <laughs> Something what, I can't what, tell you. What was in charity cases box? <laughs> Big cock. I would arrived as a walking penis. <laughs> People won't be surprised yeah. I said that. <laughs> but isn't it so weird that we critique it in a way? And it, I, you know, and I suppose that when the when the girls go on the show, they mm. probably don't expect the extent of people's opinions. Oh, I know. Like right? people have like these people get these like really intense opinions about these tiny minute details. And you are absolutely right because if, if someone faced you with this challenge of like, okay, right, you need to create a look based around I'm your like, hometown, no, I'm not doing and that. then. We'd be in competition, actually. <laughs> yeah, we're both, like, we're both from the same... Is, I don't think I'd... I'd where are you both from? Uh, from, like, North County Dublin. Yeah. Oh, and On Kildare. the border of Meath. Yeah, so... <laughs> so what would you have went? What would you go as? Oh, my God. I mean, what's from... The army camp? I'd go as, like, a G.I. Joe. Well, actually... G.I. Joe. Yeah, you know? In Balbriggan, there was an old... Um, like fabric factory and they used to make leggings for Queen Elizabeth. Oh wow. So you can make a look out of that, Balbriganers, yeah. Or oh. go as Queen Elizabeth wearing mm. the, yes. the Balbrigan knickers. So, yeah. so that would work, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> Kildare. <laughs> what do we do there? You could go as Ray Darcy. Oh, the Cura. I'd go as a horse. Ray Darcy on, on a horse. Yes, on all fours. <laughs> and then you pull off the horse and it's just a big dick. Yes. This has got so many levels. Yes. So many legs. I'd go as Ray Darcy as a horse. Nice. Ray Horsey. Yeah. <laughs> so from the Estonian swallow to the Newcastle magpie, Theresa May brought us the magpie from Newcastle and then she gave us the art paint power suit I, I was really loving have... the suit it gave me a dynasty or dynasty oh, yeah. yes. it gave me you know Joan Collins Linda Evans I'm going to slap this bitch and yeah. push her in mm-hmm. a pond I got it I think really clever casting we've seen some emotion from her as well yeah. Yeah. you know about being kind of on her own and hugging people I think really really funny mm-hmm. I think her entrance was very very yes. good and what she had said so yeah. yes I liked it I, yeah. I really really love Theresa May I think that she is a brilliant queen that I love both of the looks I thought she's so funny great in the talking heads I was sort of surprised that she wasn't in the top um, I, her storyline I think about the kind of the loneliness mm. Uh, mm. It's, it's very compelling and a lot of people will relate to it as well and to see someone who's obviously so vivacious and so full of energy to like have been so impacted by it I think a lot of people relate to it but yeah I loved it Like I, I think again one of my favourites herself and Victoria were probably my two favourites um, yeah. and that art look I, I loved it especially when it said she's painted it herself yes like that additional level of talent she's a triple quadruple threat (laughs) (laughs) bitch can do it all (laughs) and last but not least is Charity Case who gave us a like uh, Venus flytrap Lancashire rose monster and then the freak show which what's your favourite thing a freak show let me just ask a question was that prosthetics a makeup or a mask for the freak show yeah 
There was a mask, I'd say. Yeah. Well, then I feel a bit like, well, are they allowed to do that? Should she not have painted her face and done it all? I mean, it was great, but it was just a mask, right? But I think because she'd only had so much time between having to take all the roses, because she pasted those roses. Right. Okay. Face, so, right. So pulling it off. And yeah, because I, I do like both of them were so different. The looks were both so completely like they were mm. both brilliant. But I don't, I don't know. There was something about them that I wasn't wasn't mad at. What Rue would say now is she you're not seeing her face. You can't see her eyes. So yeah. she can't let you in. That's yeah, what Rue Valentina, would say. Take the mask off. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd like, like to keep it on, please. Yeah. <laughs> take the fucking mask on or I will rip it off your face. When I see that mask, I'm like, oh, Valentina. <laughs> but again, that's the thing with my drag is I like it to be camp and glamorous and, you know, yeah. and that's probably yeah. nice. Who was the winner? Who, Effidy, Effidy, the name. Oh, Evie Oddly. Evie Oddly. Yes. I'm kind of getting Evie Oddly vibes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? Definitely. I think Evie yeah. Oddly is a bit more, it feels a bit more cuddly based on what we've seen from, from, from Charity Case. Her Charity Case is very kind of like, It was less horror. purposefully scary. Well, yeah. the Evie teeth Oddly. and the blood. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That kind of stuff. But I did really like her entrance look. The sort of uh, zombie Marie Antoinette I oh, thought yeah, was really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like everyone who's slightly out of the box on Drag Race. It's like I wanted to see one week you get of Glamazon, <laughs> and you know, Ginny Lemon gives it to you, and it's a disaster or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see if it isn't always monster. But I really love the creativity that she's showing so far. Well, I think see she can go on a story because then when she does give glamour, it's like, <gasps> mm. isn't she amazing? Exactly. Yeah. Like she could be quite versatile, or it could mm. just be the one thing. Yeah. No, absolutely. Safe was Kitty Scott Claus, Ella Vade, Veronica Green, Vanity Milan, Treats May, and Charity Case. Um, Victoria, Crystal, and Scarlet were high, Anubis, River, and Electra were low. Would you change any of those things? Were you happy with all the placings? Anyone who should have been high? No, I was really happy with Victoria. Yeah. No, me yeah. too. She she was I'm just obsessed with her. I don't know what yeah. it is. She just has this magnetic pull. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Good call. I would have put Charity Case in the top and I would have put Kitty, Kitty Scott Claus in the bottom, I think. But other than that, I'm happy. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel the same. I think that uh, Kitty Scott Claus, both looks were quite basic and probably, I, I think that probably Anubis didn't necessarily deserve to, to be in the bottom. Um, but, and I think that Kitty Scott Claus probably could have done with like a bit of a kick up the arse from the judges yeah. because you can tell that they're probably better than those looks mm. based on like the confidence in that so need to be like told like you know you need to, to, to up your game a little bit but overall I think it, like yeah overall I would say that the the right people were in the top and marginally okay with people in the bottom but I just I'm sorry that Anubis went yeah it I wasn't think... like a shock like season 2 with Joe Black for yeah. out of nowhere but didn't yeah. Anubis get a comment one of the judges had said bit basic mm. and you kind of think if that's when you're getting critiqued yeah. on the first show you've been there a while you've done the mini challenge you've had your two looks yeah. and they go it's a bit basic babe yeah. you kind of go shit because yeah. when I heard that I went bottom two yeah. I just I, I just found that that critique not particularly fair though because right. I just didn't think it like the hair the wig was sort of all over the place the makeup was like very kind of like conceptual and whatever fair enough like it didn't you know it mightn't have screamed prawns or whatever it was supposed to but like it definitely was like more <laughs> over <laughs> squid what? your look didn't scream prawns no it it's didn't squid that's why okay. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough then. it's not it, a prawn it, it, 
It's a I, fucking squid. Imagine you ordered a prawn cocktail and a squid arrived. And this like, is why I don't eat fish. Because <laughs> yeah, you never know what's going to arrive. You never know what's going to arrive. arrive. Don't know. <laughs> well, okay, then. I take it all back. Anubis definitely... Did. If that had been a prawn look, I would have been so into it. <laughs> you would have eaten it up. I would have eaten it up. <laughs> I just love it. It didn't scream prawns to me. Um, and then in a gagatrondra, there was two lip syncs in this episode. What a twist. Now, is this going to be consistently the whole way through this season? I don't or was know. this just first show, let's show off and mix things up? I feel like it, it's going to have to be a just first show because they'd made more of a deal out of it. Mm. Although I guess we haven't been on like, maybe they've announced it subsequently on like Twitter or Instagram or something like that. This is what's going to be. But I feel like probably it would get tiresome week in, week out if you're having two lip syncs in every episode. Yes, because in All Stars, it's just, well, there's two lip syncs, but then of course it's the two, someone goes head to head at the top, then yeah. you bring yeah. on, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're right, I think for this one, keep it simple. Yeah, exactly. And it's and like, it, you know, good if for a bit of a gag for the first episode, Let's have it be kind of like, okay, this is like big out. We get to do this lip sync that is lip sync for your legacy. But let's go back to normal next week. I'd and say. I actually disagreed with the winner of both of the lip syncs. Like Victoria is camp. She's blonde. She lives in Wales. She had everything. The way she was taking those yeah. little finger pieces of sandwiches and, and throwing, throwing them away. Them away. She, the, the time to turn around. I just thought she brought that lip sync to Total Eclipse of the Heart. I yeah. thought I noticed that Crystal got more camera time. Yeah. More close ups. Yeah. There yeah. was more stuff, but I thought Victoria sold it more. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I no, I agree. I, I felt like you when you saw what Victoria was doing, it was really in the like campy comedy thing. Yeah. And it suited the song. Totally. And it had all the albums. But that just they were seemed to be just absolutely transfixed on um God, I've forgotten her Crystal. name. Crystal. Crystal's face. It's the face. It's the face. Yes. Those lips and that like with the with the ears coming out mm. as well. Like oh my They God. were horns. Yeah. <laughs> they're prawns. They were, I was about to go. <laughs> you know they're not prawns, babe. <laughs> In the other lip syncs, a little mix of sweet melody, Anubis takes on Electrofence. And we were so confident that Electrofence was going home that Brian even wrote in his notes, Anubis is safe. I wrote, Anubis safe. <laughs> and then I put, Electra crazy. <laughs> and then under safe, I would, bye. <laughs> After she left. That's what I have. Anubis safe. And then Electra crazy. And then when she left, I went, bye. bye. <laughs> Honestly, it was like, okay, yeah, she did a few splits and she almost broke her knee a few times. I but- almost think that if we, to me, Electra, the, the, if, she, if this, if, her performance was a noise. It'd be like... <laughs> it was like watching the child from The Exorcist. That's before. what I think it's. <laughs> and you know those toys we talked about at Christmas? Yeah. yeah. And you wind it. <laughs> or like you said, you wind up the, the fairy and the and fairy shoots up into the air and spins around. Yeah. I think Anubis was consistent with the kind of story she was mm. telling mm-hmm. and I just thought Electra was kind of doing I'm going to do it all I'm going to sing I'm going to give her a bit of rattle yeah that's what it was <laughs> it was crazy it was it too was much it was a lot and none of it was to the beat no but no. it worked but somehow I, I mean but that's like Rue loves a Splits. like a, a, a split or like a body contortion he hasn't seen before so that weird sort of like you know even Michelle was like jump that, that was happening mm. was but that w- there was a few of them yeah. <laughs> it did not look safe is she on crutches <laughs> do we know yeah like I see a lot of people on Twitter be like oh wow how was Rue still impressed with the splits like 14 seasons in yeah. but 
especially what they can do in America, yeah. <laughs> how high they can jump. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Seemingly, he is. If that's if you know someone like what I do is when I watch Drag Race and they wear those outfits, I still go, "Wow, look at the tuck on that." Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still impressed as a 43 year old man. I have tried to do it, and it's no. But this is why <laughs> Dick is one of your favorite things. Oh my know? God, you see, <laughs> I'm consistent. <laughs> but I look at the tucks and I go, "How are they jumping and splitting?" I... And when they're bending over, I can't see anything. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> and like, the spirit spirits are landing on your scrotum. You're landing on it. Your testicle. Like, I, I can't even imagine how you would cover up a, like, an accidental, like, crush landing. Oh, you couldn't because it's oh. so, the pain is just. It's so visceral. But maybe it's the masking <laughs> tape that protects it. That's it. It creates kind of a casing. Yes. Yeah. So maybe there's a sponge <laughs> as like well. A, like a prawn shell. Well, they say that they pop Prom- them back up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So explain this to me. Do the testicles go up? That's what people say. Go up where? Up where they came Within from. you. Okay, so back when we were babies. Babies. Before they dropped down. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to try and put mine back up. No. Mine aren't I that big, but they're not going anywhere. Up. What if they never came back? No. <laughs> Got lost. Okay, there. let's try and do it now, all three of us. Too. Oh, hang on, I'm trying to. Move. No, it's not. I'm actually trying to. That's not working. I don't think so. What if you had a cyst and it wouldn't go up? Like, but What if you really came down? Bang. And they popped loose. Come out your fucking mouth. We need to. <laughs> it's a prawn. <laughs> I'm wincing too much. No, yeah, I'm crossing <laughs> my legs. That's not good. So Anubis Shantae's away. Curse of Brighton strikes again. Um, following Joe Black. Sad to see her go. Next week, they're doing some Jane Fonda exercise pel- Peloton challenge. Yeah. Seems vague. Exercise Odi- video. Yeah. yeah. Odie yeah. Mabuse there. Like her. Yeah. And Crystal has to tell everyone what she thinks of them or something right yeah I think that will be fun because I think that Crystal seems like I think she is going to have come out now confident confident and I think it makes sense that they they wanted her to win because she's confident and I think that she won't be shy about giving direct feedback and Mm. she's only 19 yeah she'll still be a bit bratty yeah she doesn't but, realize, but we like we that. All, yeah. Yes, bit like the Paris Hilton Nicole Richie back in the day simple life Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely who's gonna win Overall, mm-hmm. okay. Let me just look at my notes for one second. <laughs> are we going to pick? A, like, oh, is that what we're going to do now? After first go, well, who do I? Okay, well, I think it's kind of obvious to say Victoria Scone mm. because I quite like her. Mm-hmm. I think she'll do quite well. Mm-hmm. I also think Christopher Sachi will do quite well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she won. I think Theresa May will do quite well. Um, they did say. I think it was was it Matt that said or Graham that they think Scarlet Harlot is one to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I th- those would be the ones who stood out to me throughout this uh, throughout this episode. I think Kitty Scott Claus will do very well in personality based challenges as well. Yes, so I agree. I think, yeah, I think when we get to like a snatch game yes. or something like that, I think they they'll have something something really good to bring to think. I, I feel like electra is not long for this world i i actually can't set can't see veronica green lasting very long in this competition to be honest someone who didn't stand out in this episode who i quite liked though was ella Day. i think she could yeah. go far as well she yeah. seems like a good all-rounder and yeah we didn't see a lot of her but i think she's in the long is that course. who your money is on yeah why not say it like Jamina bitch <laughs> put my prawn on the table put your prawn on the table so you're backing her to win uh, after this episode yeah 
I mean, I, okay. I get the joy of changing my opinion after every episode. Oh. So. <laughs> it's your podcast. You guys can do what you like. Do what you can pick a different person every week. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. Tell us about Death Becomes Him. The new season's out soon. I love great. Bit, bit of a great transition. Change. That's perfect. Yeah. Great transition. There was a lot of death yeah. in this episode. There was actually. Time. I'm thinking season five. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you are taking part. I am. In season four. You're towards the end of the run with mm-hmm. seven episodes. You know, it's quite nice to actually come on a podcast and talk about something fun and lighthearted. Yeah, and frivolous. <laughs> we finished season three in April. So okay. it's been six months. Right. But I actively kind of took six months away from doing the podcast. It's amazing. I never expected it to do as well as it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we turned one in March and had our one millionth download oh, just wow. before Fantastic. our first birthday. Oh, wow. You know, and that was phenomenal we're a seasonal podcast Mm -hmm. we're not on every week you know I've taken six months out we're back with season four really good lineup the first episode of season one is Andrew McKinley and his wife murdered their three young children and his partner you know and she was obviously found not guilty and is now in an institution and that's an amazing first episode because it's so so emotional you know and I think the fact that we've only you know, talked about murder, grieving, loss through murder once before mm-hmm. with John McAreevy. His obviously wife was murdered on honeymoon. So it's, you know, when you're kind of, you know what it's like when you're trying to get guests or you're casting it in your mind. It's a full on thing because you're, you're, you're actively looking for people who are in pain yeah. Yeah. and actively looking for people who have gone through great loss. But I think the one thing about death is it's going to happen to all of us. Yeah. I didn't think I'd be grieving my mother at 39 in 2018. You know, yeah. she had me at 21, mm-hmm. but I was. And I think, you know, it does change you as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the podcast is about death, grief and loss, but it's also about recovery. It's about hope. You know, you yourself will know the loss of your sister, mm-hmm. yeah. what that's like, you know, but I suppose you don't want to let it define you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think when I said to you earlier was we had a really, really good chat was because it wasn't super emotional, but I got a lot from it. Yeah. And I hope you got something from it. Yeah, I absolutely did. Yeah. And it was, I felt real positive after it as well, which is kind of funny. That's like, oh, I've been talking about death for an hour and I feel great. Yeah. (laughs) He's telling lies. It was two hours. (laughs) The good thing about you is you're a talker. Yeah. You know, so it's quite good. And you have a podcast. So for me, I can ask you one question. And you can answer like 20 in a go because I don't write down questions for it. Mm. I like the guest to lead the narrative, but you do need a start, a middle and and an end. And, Mm. you know, what people surprise me, they message me going, oh, I laughed. Am I allowed to laugh when I'm listening to it? And I go, well, yes, of course you're allowed to laugh because, you know, there is humour in it. And I've had to use my humour in the last nearly four years to keep my you know, sanity and, you know, I'm not going to ruin it, but you tell us something that's quite humorous that happened mm. to you, you know, and that's definitely your sister. Yeah. All of that happened. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know, see, unlike what you do, I'm not going to give any spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to it. We go live on October 3rd yeah. from 1pm across all podcast that's platforms. Right. I just love the way that our podcasts are so different. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange, isn't it, when that's you think about it? Yeah. But, you know, I didn't think I'd be doing a podcast about death mm-hmm. yeah. or grief. I didn't yeah. think I would. I think I'd be doing something like this seems like the appropriate thing for yeah. me. <laughs> but it's so strange how life can take you Absolutely. on a journey and you don't quite know. Yeah, I, I think that the the stories you're telling as well, like there's a resilience in them that's really important at the moment, particularly as we've all been through a massively challenging period and mm-hmm. hearing people talking about overcoming and getting through stuff like that. 
it's it's very empowering to listen to. Um, so even though it is like content, which is probably comes with a trigger, a heavy trigger warning. Totally. If mm-hmm. you are in that space to listen to it, there's also something you can get a huge amount out of, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, the amount of people that I get stopped, I used to get stopped for, for stuff on television. And now literally I will get stopped every day I'm out and about and someone will talk to me at the podcast and they relate to different episodes from different people and they go that one triggered me because of something happened to me or that one triggered me or that one triggered me you know the one thing I suppose that unites us all is the grief but we go through it in different ways Mm -hmm. and it's that resilience thing you mentioned is that you, you can't let it define you and you almost live your best life for the person Mm -hmm. that you've lost and I have to point out I'm not an expert and I have to keep (laughs) saying that this is just we're not experts at drag either you know I must point out the guys here are in full drag oh yeah no absolutely (laughs) but meaty tux that's all I'm saying or are they prawns Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you next week with another episode of Drag Race UK. In the meanwhile, head over to the workroom for our premium content and I'll be wrapping up this week's episode, the finale of Drag Race Holland. Holland. Ooh, I'm excited not to have to watch that episode. Can't wait to be disappointed by that. Um, (laughs) Meanwhile, head over to Instagram at sissy.pod. You can find us there. Stay up to date with the show, all that sort of stuff. Enjoy your holidays, James. I will. Thank you very much. You won't be with us next week. No, I won't be with you next week. So you'll just have me, unfortunately. (laughs) But uh, I will chat to you then. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 